this. I'm not on drugs. I'm not drunk. It's Early Break with Zip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is that time of the week. We're joined by Husker Online's Sean Callahan on this Double Barrel Wednesday. Sean, good morning to you. Uh, spring football begins at the end of the month, but we saw some news earlier this week where Nebraska has brought uh, former staffer but uh, for recruiting Vince Ginta back as a senior director of player personnel. What? How significant is that, Sean, and what did he do in his prior time here at Nebraska? Yeah, you have to obviously be a pretty seasoned internet Husker fan that's followed it for a while to kind of remember the name Vince Ginta. But, uh, he, he was, you know, back on the Bill Callahan staff. Um, Tim Cassidy, you know, ran the, ran the operation, but Vince ran the recruiting uh, for for uh, the Callahan staff and, and, and was a part of, you know, at least the organization behind the scenes of, of those great classes. And then from there, he's gone on to work at Wisconsin or, um, you know, he, uh, Oregon State, Baylor, and uh, number Utah, a number of places um, since his time here at Nebraska. But has always loved Nebraska. It's always been a place that um, you know he, all the places he's been been special to him. And, and you know the opportunity came. And essentially, the way I understand what he's going to do is you know he, he's going to you know oversee the recruiting department, the personnel department, and then report directly to Scott Frost. And you know, kind of, you know, keep button things up, keep things more organized. Hold, not necessarily hold coaches accountable, but stay on top of coaches and, and and the staff, just to make sure this operation, which obviously it's it's a huge part of the, the operation, you know, stays where it needs to be. Why wasn't there this position previously? Well, when Frost first got here, he kind of had this guy. It was Bob Welton, um, and within a few months, Bob was. If you remember, everybody from UCF came except a couple of people were outside hires. Obviously, Matt Davison was one of them. Bob Welton was another. He came from Tennessee um, to be in this role. Um, but then Alabama came calling in the spring of 2018, and Bob went to Alabama um, and is still there. So he's Nick Saban's guy. So Scott Frost had a pretty good guy picked out when he got here. Right. Um, and they went with the approach kind of of by committee. Um, but you know, they, the Trent Mossberger was the leader, but they, they didn't have the title senior on top of that person, um, if that makes sense. So now they've got somebody essentially back in that role of what Bob Welton was going to do. Um, but yeah, you're you're in some ways a general manager um, behind the scenes as far as you know making sure the personnel department is up to speed, and then you report directly to Scott Frost. And, okay. And, um, and you know, update him on where things are at. Yeah, it's a critical hire. We're talking to Sean Callahan of Husker Online about Vince Ginta, the new senior director of player personnel for Nebraska. Um, critical, critical hire. Now, Sean, just one more thing on that. They didn't. He's not replacing anybody per se. Nobody's been let go. Right. As of right now, there's no one that has been let go or has moved on, and um, so they're they're keeping that that staff together. I mean, there's. There's four guys that were in in a role up there, and um, you know, that, that kind of ran that that department for Nebraska, and essentially he's now in charge of that department. Okay, 
Sean, regarding the future, uh, Nebraska was in on Avery Johnson three times in January, but it appears that he did not. They did not make the list for him for his top uh, quarterbacks. What, what's the scoop on on them uh, on Avery Johnson right now? Well, did did he put out an actual list? Jake? I was looking at your tweet that you I, had I from saw. yesterday. What's that now? I was looking at your tweet you had from yesterday oh, for Avery Johnson. Well, he has not released his list, gotcha. but the Kansas City Star, the Kansas State beat writer, Kellis. Um, Kellis wrote an article okay. um, about kind of where he's at with his recruiting. It just didn't mention Nebraska at all. Um, but Avery's really hard to reach. Like we, all I know is I've talked to his dad on the phone for over an hour a couple weeks ago. Nebraska had been there three times in 15 days, and he had told me like we plan to visit Nebraska in early March. So, okay. um, gotcha. I but yeah, he has not technically released his final school. So I would be surprised. Um, if he didn't at least come up here, but we'll see. Maybe that's changed. Arkansas, though, from what I've gathered, is is the leader on his his recruitment right now. I mean, they, they've done a really good job. The thing is, Kendall Bryles, is he really going to be that kid's coach, um, you know, running that offense within a year from now? I mean, or is he going to be moved on to another opportunity? Because that's who currently is the offensive coordinator in Arkansas. Sean Callahan joins us from Husker Online. We're talking about – Avery Johnson, who is a, a critical quarterback recruit right outside of Wichita. Sean, um, let's shift gears a little bit. Man, we're talking about some major changes. I mean, Frost obviously made big changes on his coaching staff, made a critical hire of Vince Genta, and the offense is going to look much different. How much different at the skill positions is it going to look? Um, yeah, you, know, you think about running back. They're bringing in three scholarship running backs. They're bringing in five scholarship wide receivers. Um, that, that's as much of an overhaul. Three quarterbacks, I mean, come on. I mean, that's crazy when you put it down on paper that you're going to have essentially 11 new scholarship players total at wide receiver, running back, and, and um, quarterback. But I, I look at receiver particularly. You know, Trey Palmer, and a lot of people don't talk about Isaiah Garcia uh, Castaneda, but he's in the conversation. I think he's going to have a really great opportunity to win a job. Um, you know, and, and then you've got Janiron Bonner um, coming in, um, and, and just that battle, I think, when, when he gets here in the fall where he factors in. But in the meantime, guys on the current roster like Xavier Betts, Omar Manning, Oliver Martin, um, you know, they're going to have to rise up because they're, they're bringing in a ton of, ton of new talent with a new position coach. And, you know, you, you just get the sense the competition there is going to be as good as any group, um, you know, on this football team. You have a big sponsor at place at center, too, Sean, with Cam Jurgens gone to the NFL draft. And there's a lot of, you know, questions about who's going to take that job. You know that Prohaska and, and Corcoran are out for the spring, guys that will be probably tackles for this team. But in terms of center, what do you expect that to look like? And who do you think might be the favorite for that job uh, coming out of spring? Well, a lot depends on what they do in the portal. I, I think you're still going to see Nebraska try to get a tackle body in the portal. Okay. And they're, they're talking to guys right now. They've got a name or two I know they're talking to as we speak. And if they can get what would be deemed a quality starting tackle option, somebody with experience, okay. you could move Turner Corcoran maybe to center at that point or, or go that route. Um, but today, this spring – you're not going to have Corcoran. You're not going to have Prohaska. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ethan Piper was the guy that probably got that opportunity at center of the spring. Uh, you know, Trent Hickson's going to be in there, but 
you know, a guy like Nuri Noel, he could play center. I think he's going to stick at guard as of now. But a lot of it's trying to find the best five possible guys that you can put on the field. And until you add another, quote, tackle body, I think it's going to be hard. And, you know, obviously Bryce Benhart was a starter yeah. um, last year. But you just wonder where he factors in this long term. He's going to have to really improve from how he played a year ago. Can't Sean, can't Ben Hart play guard? He could, yes. And that guard position is open. Um, you know, and, uh, there's a lot of praise for Henry Latoski, the true yeah, freshman that yeah. redshirted this year behind the scenes, um, that he's going to rise up and, and battle for that job. Um, you know, Brock Bando could play in that role. Bryce can move in. Yeah. Um, you know, statistically, he had one of the worst – him and Corcoran nationally had the worst seasons of any tackles in the country. Um, so, the, you know, they've got to – they got to figure out: was that a coaching issue, a scheme issue, or were they just not that good? And that's what Raiola's job is going to have to do to figure out: like, can these guys that were four-star recruits, why are they, why did they play like they did a year ago, and can we improve them? And th- this spring will be big for Bryce Bennard. Yes, it will be. Okay, shifting gears a little bit. Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. There was a few weeks ago on this show. I, I, I think I maybe cast some degree of doubt about the the Dublin trip happening because of COVID. I mean, it was, but, but you think, Sean, has that conversation shifted where we can now say with pretty much 100% certainty that that trip is going off? Yeah. I mean, I'd say very high certainty that it's going to happen. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald and his wife were, were just in Dublin. Um, essentially they did the same trip I did, um, you know, where, you know, I went out there and, did a quick kind of tour of everything to get um, with the game organizers. And, you know, they were at the stadium and I believe they saw rugby and I mean, they, they did, you know, so the fact that Fitzgerald just got back from there this weekend kind of tells you, okay, he's going out there to look at things. That That's a pretty good sign. This thing's going to be a go. Um, and then obviously ticket sales being underway. These are steps that never happened a year ago, as mm-hmm. we know, like um, when they canceled the Illinois game out there. It never got to this point. So we're further down the line on this than we've ever been. And a lot of people are booking now. I mean, a lot of people are are getting trips and things planned uh, to go out there. Um, So, yeah, in the the COVID restrictions, there are no COVID restrictions right now in in Ireland or or the U.K. So, you know, you, you can go over there and all the restrictions have been lifted and Hopefully we're two weeks away from that here as well with the mask mandate going for two more weeks in Lancaster County. So it, you know, I think the Omicron surge, at least over there, has gone away. And so everything has moved forward. And, you know, I, I think hopefully that will be the case and, and we'll be out there in August. Okay, Sean, big one tonight at PBA. Big one. 8 p.m. Uh, Nebraska, Minnesota. Um place will probably be packed. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, are, oh, you, yeah. are you heading packed. over there? <laughs> are you heading over there tonight, Sean? I didn't even, you know, bad. I, probably not. I don't know. It's hard to say yeah. um, with young kids at home. Like these eight o'clock, it's eight o'clock, right? Eight, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Sean. I mean, Big one. They are just, a, any dad that's listening right now can back me up on this. They are just like a bedtime killer. I mean, you can't take your young kids to the eight o'clock games. No. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, so if I go, it might be by myself. <laughs> if anyone sees a guy in section one thirteen, um, it might be me by myself. There'll be some other guys by themselves yeah, too. Don't yeah, worry about it. Just Sean. you, Sean. <laughs> Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week.
All right, guys. Good thanks. job, Husker Sean. Online, Sean Callahan. Good job, Sean. A lot of, lot of ground covered You know who there. also... A lot of ground covered there, by the way. Yeah. In business, Deloitte sees two approaches to innovation. People who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and people who use cloud to engineer it. Creating new revenue with industry cloud platforms, optimizing costs through multi-cloud adoption, and adopting technologies from AI to edge. Join the innovators. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and get the end-to-end services you need to get the cloud value you expect. Deloitte. You know who will also be in Ireland? <laughs> Me. Are you going? We're planning on going. Are you and Elizabeth? Well, her whole family. You're kidding me. Yeah. We're, oh, God, we're going to have fun. They already have a, a place booked up in Scotland. I think Ireland are getting that. Oh, God. And then, uh, yeah, we're looking at tickets for the game. Oh, God. Oh, this is going to be a ball. Yeah. Well, I'll see you up there. Yeah, you will we'll do our show up there. Up we'll there. have yeah. a pint and everything. Yes, yes. I, I, I promise you. I won't even put tomato beer, tomato juice in it. Don't don't touch my beer. <laughs> I wouldn't don't touch you yours. Dare. I mean, you I'm dare. saying I wouldn't even put it in mine. I don't know. Do they do that in Ireland? Do they have they tomato probably, beers? No, I hope if they don't, it goes up an, another peg in my list. <laughs> okay. You know my thoughts on it, to, it, putting stuff into beer: pickles, to, tomato, nasty. To what? It's not nasty. Only thing that's okay is like an orange, you know, an orange beer, you know, orange oh, okay. juice. Tomato beer is a very common no, move. So I am so out. It's a very common move. Beer. It's a common move. I don't move. care if it's common. It's weird. It's not weird. It tastes, well, I don't like tomato juice to begin with, or to anything tomato besides ketchup. I like a lot. I like I like some tomato juice in my beer with some pepper. A lot of pepper. I like that. So you're like basically a Bloody Mary. Kind of. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> beer. <laughs> now that's a strange thought. No, it's really not. I think most people would agree with me. It's a very common move. Tomato beer. Yeah. Well, I, I know it's common. I just don't like Eric, it. I, you'll never get me on that trend. Maybe okay. I'm weird. Maybe you're the weird one. I don't know who the weird one is here on that I, one. I have a stock order at, you know, where we go, Big Red Kino. It's not called that. That's why I still call it. I get a BLT and a red beer. It's, a, it's fabulous. How about just a beer? It's fabulous. Just stick with the Bud Light, Coors Light, whatever you're getting there. Okay. Mailbag and Song of the Day next on Early Break and the Ticket.